You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live Portraits, featuring intimate, in-depth interviews with Black Hollywood stars and influencers. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live Portraits, Daryl Kristen. Hey everybody, you're watching Black Hollywood Live Portraits. I'm your host, Daryl Kristen, and here joining me in the studio is Courtney Stewart. What's up, everybody? And DJ Jesse J. What's up? I am super excited because our guest today is one of the original kings of comedy. He is, you know him from What's Happening, you know him from Everybody Loves Chris, or Everybody Hates Chris. <laughs> Ernest Thomas is with us today. I love Chris. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Television oh iconery. I know. I'm like, I don't even know. You can see me. I'm like flowing over my words. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. I'm so happy you brought me in. Thank yeah. you for coming. Thank you for welcome, coming. Welcome. Yeah. Now, you have been in the industry for over 40 years. Yeah, man. And you have seen some waves, I'm sure, just Ooh. ups and downs of the industry. <laughs> some tidal waves. What is your perception on Hollywood and how Opportunities have changed for black actors since you oh, started my. and where you're at. Oh my God. When I got here, he said, oh my God. <laughs> 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 like a yeah, we like to hit you at the top <laughs> yeah, I, with the know. serious <laughs> question. Hit you. We're going to go right into it. I needed the wrecking ball, then go right into it. <laughs> Man, when I think about coming here in 75 and they didn't have the internet and the World Wide Web and, you know, the digital camera even where mm-hmm. you can, you know, shoot cheaply and and uh, a touch of a button, you got you can upload your songs and get record deals and get filmed. We had it. I mean, that's, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean there was no was, social media no, back then. No, I mean, it was, I cried, man, I cried <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lying. I'm not ashamed to say it now because I, you know, I made it. But I remember being in the Gilbert Hotel, and it's still there on Wilcox between Sunset and Hollywood. And you know, every agent turned me down. You know, and I'm just finally the night I, I, I and it was purple uh, drapes, purple bedspread, and the, you could feel the springs, and and I remember like. <laughs> you hit me like a rat. No, no, no. I think you need to go in the studio no, and make a remake. <laughs> but but that but the kids. Uh, this is the great best time ever to be young, gifted, and black. Very true. I mean, because the we got the most copied culture in the world, hip hop. Yes. Thank God for them. I mean, even the elderly folks who criticized it. The bottom line is, man, they really broke down a lot of racial barriers. Yeah. You know. And uh, so thank God for hip-hop that it became an international yeah. movement. Well, even countries where they might hate us and then, yeah, even parents who might be racist, their children. Yeah. Because 70% of it is suburban white kids <laughs> who buy it. Yeah. So who knew? Who you knew? know what I mean? So, so that, that whole, the whole hip-hop movement, that changed everything. I mean, look at the, you know, you got Queen Latifah with a talk show. You got Ice Cube being a film. I, I mean, he has this production company. Right. He's yes. producing right along. $100 billion yeah. sales. Winning in the Come the on. same yeah. man that had a curl yeah. in the nineties right. that wore, you know, baseball cap. 
<laughs> anything is possible anything in Hollywood. Is anything possible. is possible. Yeah. Everybody. This is so. This is the best time. And look at. And then then you got the Williams sisters who dominate tennis mm-hmm. and yes. and and. Yeah. Uh, my man, the Tiger Woods, who doing the, uh, the the golf, and and of course baseball, football. But it's just amazing yeah. how you know the the uh, the amount of money. And they said if you just dealt with the monies that we spend, it's like a tr- trillion something like yeah. that. The power of the black dollar, the spending power mm-hmm. is serious. Oh my God! It's and amazing. we're finally being recognized for it. Yes. Finally, yes, yes. How did that idea, um, sort of it being at the beginning in '75, and then sort of yeah. you get to watch all of this happen, and yeah. you're still having a career simultaneously? Yeah. How did sort of the process of all these things happening change how you viewed your own career and how you wanted to see things sort of change or do for yourself? Well, it pisses me off. <laughs> Damn, they got it good. Other well, people get my <laughs> job. Why, I should have had it like this. Why are you working all the time? <laughs> no, but you know, I, 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 uh, I, I definitely, uh, I was fighting the whole social media thing. First of all, and I, and I thank God that I listened to the young. I'm always willing to learn. You know, uh, I think I would be worse off now. Had I not gotten with the young kids who were 17 and mm-hmm. they liked the show and they're like, hey, man, no, you got to get on that email. You got to get, <laughs> I don't care what you say. You got to sit. We're going to teach you how to do this email. And uh, even they had a thing about my wardrobe, my clothes. Uh, stop resting on your laurels because uh, I didn't know I was doing that. Yeah, what's happening is that's gone, man. Yeah. You got to think of something else, you know. You should go for that Malcolm X movie, you know. Uh, and they were pushing me, you know, and. Uh, wouldn't even read with me. Like I said, you know, I said, look, I want to go over the line. No, man, come on. You're tripping. You got that. So it was amazing. I learned because I feel I'm a know-it-all. <laughs> <laughs> My mother calls me Mr. Know-it-all. <laughs> <laughs> and I learned to shut up, man, and let the let someone else teach you because you can learn from it. And uh, without them, you know, pushing me for the Malcolm X role uh, that I need to get into the whole social media Uploading a scene from um, a movie paroled where I'm cursing out one of the guys, and it became really big among the hip hop uh, crowd. Uh, well, I'm cursing out this rap, actually a, a rapper, you know, uh, in there, but he had, he was a gang member. He's a rapper in real life, but he played a gang member who killed my uh, daughter. And that thing went. I got four jobs just from wow. uh, one of the mm-hmm. young proteges uploading that, that two scene. minute scene. Mm-hmm. I got four jobs. Playing the mean, always the mean guy. I'm a CIA agent who's who's gone rogue. I'm a, I'm a big old pimp, you know. <laughs> <laughs> big old booty nose pimp. He's a booty nose pimp. I'm <laughs> <laughs> been a sleazy lawyer, uh, you know. It's and um, and I, I just the, the the CIA agent thing I did was. I mean, he's despicable. But I'm like, I, I, this is not me. I can't, you know. They went, Ernie, you gotta. No more than this, Mister. Stop the smiling. We want the real, you know. It was the one serious. of my protege, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, another protege, my uh, Mikhail Shannon Jenkins, who I would advise. You know, when he came out here with his wife and kid, and now he's advising me. He wrote this for me. It's on um, uh, my uh, off the grid the movie dot com. It's called Anonymous. But this guy is so despicable he doesn't believe in god he kills his son wow. you know <laughs> and when i look at it oh. yeah <laughs> but it's delicious but it, but and i had to really pray because i started really enjoying 
Because we got to, you know, we have to really. <laughs> we do a part two to this? Right. <laughs> right. Because that's the thing about how we can go crazy. Mm-hmm. Because you have to really, like, like poltergeist, like, really let the spirit, mm-hmm. invite that spirit in you and let it have its way. And then try to get it out of you. You know, and the thing is, it becomes feels so good to play something that's not you, and it's so cathartic. I look at it, all the bullies that bullied me as a child. <laughs> <laughs> I could take the gun, I could just... shoot, you know, yeah. I, I I could curse them out. <laughs> so it was really a great. So I learned really, man, that that the young people really the and and the rappers talking to Ice Cube, meeting Tupac, and. And uh, meeting, uh, 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 what's it, Method Man, Red Man, mm. Snoop Dogg. I had no idea they loved me like that. I didn't know what they, you know, like, why are they, why are they so excited about meeting me? You know, but particularly Tupac, you know, uh, because I was not looking at him that way. I'm like, right. look, at, look at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what he did. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah, just a gangster. Just a, take that off your head. Right, take that off your head. <laughs> he comes over. I'm, I have all these thoughts. He comes over. Hey, man. Thanks for the laughter, man. And he just, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, oh God, I feel so bad, you know. But this, but the the, the hip, they embrace, that kept us alive yeah. too. Mm-hmm. So in addition to the internet, the worldwide web, but the. The, the culture, those copy culture being hip hop, embrace grew up on what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. most of us did. Who yeah. you know had I had no idea it would mean that to all of them. You know, before what's happening, you you had a career in, in Broadway. You started yes. off kind of in that side of the yes, business, yes. and uh, you were doing uh, Love for Love in 1975, and yeah. then you did the Member of the Wedding. Yeah, how did theater impact your career as an actor? Oh my God, it's everything. That's the foundation. You know, without that, because it's you know it's acting without a net. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, there's no retake. You know, <laughs> you you out there, you stumbled, you got to just. Trying to make up something. Improv all the way. If you have a, you know, one of those moments, man, you got to just go for it. And, and, uh, so I, I love, and I love the feed, the immediate mm-hmm. feedback of the, of the audience. And, uh, if New York is true, if you can make it there, you can make you it anywhere because yeah. they don't like you, they will tell you. <laughs> So they they love me, you know. I got great reviews, Daily News, Kathleen Carroll, right away, uh, and, and and worked with some of the greats, Hal you know, Hal, Hal Prince, who who did the Vita and Phantom of the Opera, uh, Tony Curtis, uh, Tony uh, Perkins, brother, who was in Psycho, the, you know, the Star Psycho. He started directing. Uh, so I was chosen by these great people and working with a Glenn Close and when she first started out. And you worked with her on two productions, correct? Yeah, yeah. And well, what was she like to work with? Do you still keep in contact with her? I, well? I haven't. No, I haven't. But I, I remember she had a she had a little crush on me, you know. Which uh, is, oh, yeah. the, the original Jungle Fever. The original Jungle Fever. That's what I'm talking about. Down with the swirl. <laughs> That's the exclusive on uh, Black Eyed Black Portrait. I bet none of y'all knew that. Let uh, me go to Dairy Queen and get the swirl. <laughs> Right <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, <Yeah>. hey, hey, hey. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, and, and, and also, um, oh, God. 
God. Sex in the City. Um, Sarah Jessica Sarah? Kim. Kim, Kim Patrol. Oh, Kim Patrol. Yeah, yes. we dated for a minute. You know, oh, right. Yeah. Listen, let me find I, I didn't have that in my research. <laughs> I didn't find that at all. What, I, what, what, what IMDb is that on? Because I'm not looking in the right places. <laughs> Is that when she became the freak? <laughs> was this pre-mannequin? Yeah, pre-mannequin. She, she's a brunette. You know, yeah. she's yeah. actually a brunette. She she was very tomboyish. So for me to see her... That's a man. Oh, my God. Ooh. It's like, that. that's not her. She, you know, she wore pants and, you know, I mean, she was cute with the little page boy haircut. This other, this Samantha, like, here's the goodies. And, <laughs> you know. He's here the goodies. <laughs> I, I was really, but she's a but great actress yeah. and always been sweet. And Glenn, too. Always been sweet, yeah. And then you appeared on The Jeffersons. That was yes. like your first big TV role, correct? Oh, my God. And what was it like to work with, you know, Sherman Hemsley and Isabel Sanford? Oh I mean, God. and just... Roxy Ro- Oh man. Uh yeah, Roxy Roker. Roxy Roker, uh, Lenny yeah, Kravitz's mom. Uh, Lenny Kravitz's mother. Mom. And, yeah, I mean that cast was just a huge nah, ensemble of talented people. How, what was it like for you to Brother, it was it was I was so intimidated because I felt who am I? You know, even <laughs> though you want it, then you get there like they're so good, you know. And uh and it's been on, it was a hit. And I remember uh Isabel Sanford because I was taking the bus there. She was so nice. She knew I was taking the bus. She said, look, I'm going to pick you up every day. Oh, that's week. So I wanted, to, I wanted to just, God rest her soul. And Sherman Hemsley, initially, he really intimidated me because uh, when they introduced me on the first day, everybody shook my hands, but he wouldn't. You know, he totally dis like. <laughs> and so they said, oh, Sherman, this is Ernest Thomas. He went, oh, so what? You know, Ernest Thomas, you know. So I went, okay. All right. Welcome to set. Right. <laughs> so, but it made me, I kept trying to impress him to get him to say I like, he wouldn't do anything until the day of the shoot when the audience reacted. That's when he finally embraced me, you know, and told me that I would have my own show. He oh, predicted oh, that. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. I had to wow. give him that too. Yeah. And then you went on to work on shows like Beretta, the miniseries yes. Roots, the Brady Bunch variety show, yes. uh, or variety hour. Yes. Uh, Roots was obviously one of the most important oh television God. series that we've had today on, Ooh. you know, through the years. Tell us uh, what your thoughts are on the idea that they're going to remake Roots and put it on the History Channel. I wish they wouldn't, you know. I, I mean, God bless them, though, because who knows, you know. Again, I don't want to be Mr. Know-it-all. Maybe, maybe they, you know, can do something else with it. But man, that original, you know, yeah. that, that cast, cast was you know, crazy. You know, but you know, just thinking, you know, I just had a thought though, because of this generation though, if they do it with the actors today, it'll be more, you know, they'll they'll they'll, they'll relate more to it. True. Yeah. So so I, I take that. But I think they should do it. Just so the kids would understand what that whole slavery was about, and 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 uh, you know, whole dy- dynamic of the slave master. The slave master. Mm-hmm. And so I, th- yeah, I think if they had the, the modern day stars in there, that that is a good thing, you know. And then what was it like for you to work on set during that time period with you know Levar Burton uh, or, or yeah oh, Ben Green, oh Louis Gossett Jr. I mean, oh the list goes on and on yeah. and on. Well, I, my scene, I was just with Levar, and you know the funny thing when I auditioned because it was, it was between Levar and I, you know, and uh, I, I didn't think he'd ever admit that, but he was on Arsenio, and he did say it was between the two of us, and because that time, you know, there was a little friction. 
because I already had what's happening, but I wanted to get the roots at the same mm-hmm. time. And uh, I remember they, so they liked it enough that they, they just created a little role for me because I, cr- I mean, I cry when I didn't get that thing. And, and then LeVar is the perfect, he was perfect for it, but I remember seeing him when we were doing the screen test, so I'm thinking, now, this boy should just go home. <laughs> <laughs> this little dwarf with that booty said, nose. This booty I nose dwarf. You said dwarf. I, yeah, I said, look, I said, God bless him. He'll do the best. Just do the best you can, I'm thinking, you know. And then I'm looking at, oh, hell no. <laughs> the dwarf with the booty nose got Kunta Kente? What? The what? Nose. The booty nose dog. I, I want a shirt that's I'm stealing that. I'm stealing that. <laughs> listen, I, I, I need a pen. I'm writing it down myself. Has she really been taking notes over the head through the whole... <laughs> but I was... You got me up in here spelling booty right now. On my sheet of paper. But he's going to get us fighting for my show. You are. But God bless him. He did a great... He's the best. He, he was perfect for that. And no one else could have done it. I was wrong. But I'm not lying. <laughs> Those are my thoughts. Okay? But I was... You know, hey. You know, but I... Yeah, but it was... Yeah, when we, we did it, it was just him. <laughs> oh my God. It was just uh, he and I. And initially, it was a little friction. That first day I came, you know... I remember he had his back turned to me. He had a black leather jacket on, and he wasn't really being friendly. Yeah. You know? And I said, hey, man, look. You know, you got the part. I got what's happening. It's not a lot of us here as brothers. Let's not do this. And then we broke it. That's when we broke it down. We hugged, and we just worked and had a good time. Yeah. You know? And uh, But, yeah, I think with LeVar, yeah. But Roots, yeah, being a part of that, man, oh, my gosh. At least I was still a part of that huge historical uh week you yeah know? how was it when it came out for you to see it and everybody see it, and the reception that yeah. it got oh, when it came my, i out. didn't think that i didn't expect that at all but i tell you what it's a great time to get like carte blanche with white folks <laughs> Ooh, baby oh i'm telling you anything you wanted you was the man it didn't matter <laughs> people were so apologetic so nice in the restaurants and i mean, I mean it was amazing and, and, and my friend said it made them feel very guilty no, you know and, 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 and they were good guys you know yeah. but they said it made them feel really guilty you know so and then, yeah. and during that same time, you landed your role as Raj on yes. our favorite, favorite show, show, "What's oh, Happening." Oh yeah, you know. <laughs> and you, as you were kind of speaking about you and Lavar, there wasn't a lot of African Americans at the time oh. who were leading on shows. First of all, so no. the competition was even greater. Yes. Um, what was your favorite part about playing Raj and just being cast on that show? Oh yeah, man. You know what? And this is really otherworldly. But I swear to God. I saw Cooley High, and I, I said, that's my part. But, of course, Glenn Turman had it already. But I was in Chicago. I went to Chicago. I was in college. I mean, I was in New York. But I went to uh, Chicago, to Gary, Indiana. But the, the, the big theaters were in Chicago. And I watched it with my friends. And I'm sitting there loving it. But at the same time, like, but that should be me. And they went, Ernie, please. And we're trying to draw the movie. I said, but I, I just don't understand why why my agent didn't send me up for that part, man. I mean, that that really, that guy is me. Lo and behold, when I decided to go to California, the synchronicity, you know, the fact that I decided to go in 75 at that time, had no idea. The very, sh- when I was doing the Jeffersons, 
you know, Isabel Sanford's agent said, hey, you know, there, there's a new series called Cooley High. Oh. <laughs> I think you'd be perfect for the lead. <laughs> I mean, come on. Come yeah. on now, right? And But, I mean, all my friends are up for that. I lost a lot of friends who, uh, who look, you know, one guy, Cleveland O'Neill, and he's a great actor, you know. Uh, he looked just like that Rod guy. And I had other friends who who felt they were entitled because they started younger than I did. I was a late bloomer. I, I, I graduated from college, you know, and then you play, I was 25 when I did Rod at playing 16. So they had, they had been acting since grade school. I used to watch them in school plays and in, in, in grade school, I mean, elementary, junior high, and high school, and in awe of them <laughs> and thinking I could never do that. And yeah. I always told them, you know, I don't say you guys learn all those lines. And, <laughs> and so they look, and then the very person who said, <laughs> I get the part. And you had to learn and a whole you, lot, you had to learn learn a lot, lot of lines. For, you know, for three seasons. Then I went, you know, hey, you know, how, I mean, how, and I kept trying to apologize for it. You know, you're trying to like, then pretty soon you go, you know what? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> really didn't mean it. You want something? <laughs> White boy, you remember me from those? <laughs> right. Right. Get him something. <laughs> but I loved it. But my favorite part of it, I changed Rods around. Initially it was uh, Preacher Jackson. And then we did the pilot. It didn't go well with a whole different cast. And so they decided to do it. It was a single camera. And then they decided to do three cameras and hire a whole new cast around me. Okay. And uh, so you were the only person originally yeah, in the cast uh, who went on the first pilot. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And so, but I thought they were going to fire me too, though. They were just trying to be nice. A lot of people don't want to tell me no. I got that face that, you know. <laughs> you got that sad puppy face? <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I, and I work it, you know, because my mother taught me. She said, I just can't say no to you. So I remember that and I use that throughout. <laughs> I used that face. He was like, I used it yesterday at the gas station. I used it at an audition yesterday. But so, so I, so I said, oh, they they don't want to tell me. They're gonna let me go too. And so I, they kept like, oh yeah, Ernie, we're gonna keep you, and we're gonna uh, audition other people with you. And so I kept auditioning with people, and one guy was like a Jerry Lewis, like a black Jerry Lewis. I swear to God, this guy had an animated face. I mean, he was so funny, and I went, it's over. This guy, they got to choose him, Yeah, you know? So after that, at that audition, I went in. I said, can I talk to you guys? And he said, yeah, you know, come on in. It was Bud Yorkin, Bernie Ornstein, and Saul Turtletop. And I said, to me, this, this guy is not the street. He's not street as it was in the movie. To me, he's every man, you know. He's he's like every mother's favorite child, every teacher's favorite student, a woman's ideal mate, you know what I mean, a guy's a best buddy, you know what I mean. Uh, that's what he is, you yeah. know. And so I remember they looked at me and were like, okay. <laughs> Did you write this? <laughs> like, whatever you say. Right, right. Like, Thanks for sharing. <laughs> Then I, as I leave, like, why don't you shut up? You just don't know it all. You could have kept your mouth shut. You had to go in there and say something. But I think it affected them. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it did you know, affect them. 
what was your like favorite part of playing Raj? And is, is there anything of his character that kind of emulates you? Oh, absolutely. That thing of just you know wanting everybody to get along. You know, he really that was me. My mother worried about me because she said there's a sin to be too nice. You know, <laughs> but that was like I just woke up like. I want everybody just to be to have love and that's life and we got God and Jesus and yeah. and the world is not like that mm-hmm. but that's really that's how I you know I, I, and I got of course hurt a lot but but that that was the thing I, I identified with Raj and when he comes out of that door in those opening credits when he that's that's really that's that's really me yeah it's really me yeah. You know? Uh, I've gotten a little tougher because I had to being hurt over the years. I mean, by friends and friend of you know now, now they got a call, thing called frenemies. Frenemies. For, what for the qu- hell? For acquaintances. Yeah. For acquaintances. Oh, yeah. I, it's I an acquaintance that, that you call a friend, yeah. but it's really an acquaintance. I never. Oh. I heard that one the other day. That's a new one. We're adding a new okay, one. Okay. Thank you. Expanding the vocabulary. I'm going to get. I'm going to delete some of those. <laughs> Delete, okay. delete, delete, delete. Yes. Deep unfriend. And then at the time, did you realize how groundbreaking the show was? I mean, we had a full black cast. I mean, everyone was able to relate to the characters if you were African American and even non African Americans. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you were in the midst of the show, yeah. but did you really realize no. how much this would change the world? I swear to God, no idea. Just having a great time. And it, I remember the moment I got it. After the show was over and it was in reruns, and I went to it was Disneyland, and the Sledge Sisters were performing at Disney or one of those. What's the other? Sisters? One of the uh, what's the other Disneyland and um, Six Flags Magic? Magic. Yeah, one of those. One of those. It was was one of those. And so the crowd, because the show now is on twice a day, they're like, oh, you know, they. I'm like, what? Because I'm like, I'm unemployed. I need a job. Anyone got a dollar? I need a meal. Okay, you know what I mean? I mean, it was rough. I had no money. It was rough. And I'm like, what? So. They made such a uh, um, so much noise that the point the um, the uh, so that's just had to stop the show in the beginning. They had to stop. Okay, wait a minute. Hold. Would Ern- would you please stand up so everybody can you know, and that and they invited me backstage. But that's when I knew really? the, the impact, that, the impact of, the show. of it. Yeah, because then you had everybody there and and uh, every, every at that that those amusement park white Asians whatever and they all were grabbing you. Yeah. Mm. You know, and I had no, yeah, I had no idea, I had no idea. And then the show lasted for three seasons. Yes, um, yes. and it was canceled after three seasons, but it had yeah. great ratings. And there's been a lot of yeah. just back and forth on speculation, uh, speculation on why it yeah. was canceled. Do you yeah. have you know some insight? insight that you can share with us about <laughs> that? Man, you know, <laughs> that's like find, finding Jimmy Hoffa. You know, uh, <laughs> If you can find Jimmy Hoffa, he has the answer. He has the answer. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was very disappointing. I know that the producers felt it wasn't as popular as it was, but it wasn't like low, low. I mean, today it would be like a hit yeah. where it was, but um, they were saying that it had to be a But I think, you know, it had done three, they had um, done three years, and I, I think they with Fred Berry giving them problems yeah. uh, to Fred, you know, God bless him, you know, 
Um, and he apologized for all that before yeah. he passed away. But yeah. uh, Fred wanted out of the show. Uh, he wanted demanded more money, and um, so that. So I know at one point uh, he told them that we felt they were racist. He and I know that I remember that day very well because they had a meeting, brought us all in. And said, yeah, Fred tells us that you guys think that we're racist. And oh, I guess wow. being Jewish, they felt insulted because they had family members that had gone to the Holocaust. And that's the worst thing they wanted to be called. Yeah. And we went, we didn't tell them, but Fred, well, oh, yes, you did. Yeah, you did. And so we just got blanketed with that. Oh, wow. And uh, even though we're all denying it, I don't think that ever left them, yeah. really. And um, and uh, then, it, but we never got told. You know, it was this is a, uh, like a note or a call. It was in the Hollywood Reporter. You wow. know, that it that's was, how you, you found know, out. Yeah. Man. Well, with yeah. all the reboots that are out there, how would you feel if there was a What's Happening reboot today? I think it would be good. Who would I you cast as Raj? Oh. That's like, wait, I wouldn't be getting that one <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> no, He's no. like, you know, when I shave. <laughs> Still got that baby face. Still got the baby face. <laughs> <laughs> Roger <No>. 16. <laughs> oh, no, um, I don't, yeah, that's, I don't know. Who do you guys think? I don't know. Would be a good. That's, tough. Tough. that's a tough one. Yeah, that's I mean, very. That's one of those things I would be like, I don't want to see a remake. I yeah. just rather oh, watch the old okay. one. Me too. I hard choose to Because I hear people ask about it. They said that would be great, and me playing the father. Because I know Henry Winkler is doing the new Happy, Happy Days. Days. Yeah, yeah. And he's producing it, and so I said, Why do I get a feeling that's going to hmm. be a What's Happening? You know, <laughs> and but I just hope if they do that, it's you know. That they do involve me and let me play Raj. Yeah. No, I'm just joking. No, no. no, no. Well, no. Listen, we'll start no, the campaign no. here on Black Hollywood Live. Get Ernest to be no, Raj. Raj again. Yeah, Raj. I don't want to have to see all those, you know, when you look at the internet and they make their comments. Yeah. And I would be like, what is his old ass? <laughs> He know damn well. <laughs> he know damn well. You know. Just because he I shaved that beard. <laughs> Hashtag he's tripping. <laughs> you, know, you know they would talk about me back. You look at those comments. Oh, oh they could be my, brutal. Oh, they don't make it brutal. God, People, I don't want that. Oh, no. The trolls. Uh, the yeah. social media trolls. Oh. Yeah, I'm I have to say, as a stand-up comedian, you can find some of your best material. From some <laughs> oh, of those I, oh, that's I true. thought about that. Oh, yeah. They be going in. <laughs> Oh, that's true. Oh my God! Yes, uh, uh-uh. uh, no, no, uh-uh. no. Now you went on to do what's happening now yes, after that, yes, and you took yes. about a six-year hiatus. Yes, what, about why, seven years. Seven yeah. years. What, what was yeah. your reason for taking a hiatus? Uh, forced. <laughs> <laughs> forced. Forced. Forced hiatus. Forced hiatus. <laughs> I tried to work. But Better known as the Hollywood vacation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had a lot of time. He just wanted to reflect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm choicey. I'm very, you know, I'm very picky about very my picky roles. on your roles. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you get typecast, you know, and I, re- I remember my agent uh, who used to call me his star. He, t- he tells me I knew I had a problem, you know, with work when he told me, like, I said, hey, so no, no auditions. He says, "Yeah, Aaron, you know, uh, you ever think about being a waiter?" Oh wow! <laughs> wow. Okay. He said, Look, you get a lot of money. You get tips. You get your, you get you get fed. You know, I'll come there. I tip you, big kid. You know, then just you know, wait it out. You know, 
so it, it 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 was a tough seven years. Yeah, it was tough. And and, and thank God, Muhammad Ali was one of my biggest ben, uh, benefactors and 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 saviors. I say, you know, yeah. because I I felt and I prayed to meet him. Because I would, I would, you know, I believe in um, you visualize something and you keep staring at it and pray on it and it comes. So that, that's what I did with Ali. Because I was around all the friends who were really doubting me and saying that it was over and that I should get a job. I mean, there was one friend that I should work at McDonald's, and I mean, they were they were really being enemies. I mean, it was like that. So, and then Ali came, and uh, that was a huge help. And he was the one that really said, "Stop complaining, write something else." And then I wrote the treatment for what's happening now. But Ali was saying, "Stop the pity party." Uh, I'm not having that. Uh, you're gonna. I'm gonna take you in the Rolls Royce. I'm gonna show you how popular you are. Yeah. You know. And I'm gonna take you on this tour. He had a world hunger tour, and uh, he would come out first, and then he would say, "I got a surprise guest," and I'm like, "Oh God, man, what if they don't? Applaud? What if they? You know, I'm, I'm really tripping. I am like so, and they go nuts. There, you you hear the no. <laughs> they're doing the rise dance and they're high fiving each other and it was a it was a surreal moment yeah because about twenty thousand people in that arena you know and um that's when i knew because he said i'm gonna show you that you're tripping yeah you got all this love all you got to do is write it mm. all you got to do is write it yeah. you know why, what was holding you back? I mean, ob- obviously you had you know negativity around yeah. you. You had this downfall for a few years. Yeah. What was it that kind of was mentally blocking for you? Uh, cocaine. Okay. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> that could do that. <laughs> That's that could happen. That, 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 that I, know, I know a couple people with the same problem. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's okay. Uh, you know, and then that's the, that brings in all the doubt to mm-hmm. open the doors, yeah. you know, for that. And it, which is surprising because I'm always that it's going to happen and, 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 you know, you see it and you believe it and all that and put God first. But I was like, you know, you needed to anesthetize yourself from the pain of not working and the criticism of being called a has-been and, and the frenemies were telling you to go and work at McDonald's and work, uh, you need to get you a nine-to-five, it's over, uh, Ernie, just, you know, just deal with the fact. You know, yeah. look, you know, the Three Stooges, they had to deal with it. So you had your day, you know. I mean, your opportunity knocked once, it's it's gone. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, that's how... This is from people who say they love me, yeah. right? Yeah. And so that, so you start, you know, I, I bought into it. Yeah. And then with the with the cocaine and the, the, the weed and the quaaludes and the mushrooms, uh, did I leave out anything else? I mean, I think, I think, wait, let me check my list. Were there any cocktails? Uh, now that it's 2014, I could add about seven. Uh, yeah, I could add, I could add a couple. <laughs> Because <laughs> yeah, I went, I met a rocker friend of mine, a friend I graduated from college. He was a, a he had a deal at RCA, mm. and uh, he was a, like a white rocker with the hair and all that. So his he had lost his deal. So he introduced me. He and his people introduced me to the quaaludes that I had never <laughs> had before. Then I got to the mushrooms. Uh, but I had some good times with all that too. Yeah. And I and I'm not saying to do drugs. But we had some fun times. Yeah. But then, you know, it lasts for like 20 minutes or so. And then all that. So Ali really was that 
that uh, uh-huh yeah because he was such a bigger than life force yeah and telling me oh no you're gonna get this you're gonna have it don't worry about it look you're not a bum you know what we're gonna do is we're gonna go to cedar sinai we're gonna go and talk to the people with cancer and the children with cancer we're gonna do the. we got to do good things god mm-hmm. wants you to pay your rent for all the, for all the good he's given you because out of 250 million people at that time when people see you you walk down the street out of all these millions they look at you and laugh and you make them feel good yeah now we got to pay even pay it back pay it forward even more by going to cedar sinai we would go to the streets of compton south central watts and i went well so what are we doing he says just to make them happy yeah so he would take the rolls for us and we sit and we and so it's gangbangers whoever but they cannot believe that we're just there yeah just just there hanging with hanging them, out. you know? And went into the hospital, the doctors went crazy, especially Folly, you know. They just went nuts and could not believe he was there. And you had people terminally ill and, and the cancer children with, you know, with bald head from the chemotherapy, but they're so, they're glad to see me because they love what's happening. Yeah. So, but you know, you are doing good. They are happy. You're tripping about not having a job. They're just excited to see you, even though they're terminally ill. Mm, that's crazy. Yeah. So that he really taught me that giving back, doing good, and then stop the pity party, do something, write something, yeah. and then it changed. And it did change because of what's happening now was yes. a success. Yes, yes. And we were happy to see you again on television. And Martin Lawrence is And Martin great. Lawrence yeah. was, young yeah. Martin Lawrence was <laughs> yeah. on the show. What was yeah. it like working with him at the beginning of his career was, as well? Oh, man. Martin was my biggest fan. No one, I mean, everything I did to him was funny. I mean, I don't know, <laughs> but I cursed a little more. So he he saw that part that I couldn't do. On the, I would do the lines. I would do like an X-rated version <laughs> under my breath. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's what he always talks about. Because <laughs> I knew I could get him to laugh. If, if any time I cursed, it was hysterical to him. <laughs> So and then he he brought me on as Prince Uche. Okay. They, uh, when he got his show to pay me back, look, you ain't got to, you don't have to audition. It's this is your part. You know? Oh wow, that's it. That's <laughs> pay it forward. Yeah. Yes, he did. Pay it forward. Yes, he did. How do, I, I just have to ask, how do you feel about his epicness with Shanae? I love Shanae. I miss Shanae. Oh, Shanae dancing on that one episode where she tried to get into the women's club. Oh, yeah. It's a Tussie Roll. A Tussie Roll. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, they keep God. saying the rumors that Shanae and Wanda are going to do a movie together. They like should. A oh, my God. That's, a, that's the rumor, and that would be. Um, I mean, I, they would probably the tickets, sell out every I'm theater. You, I'm it would be crazy. You, that would be crazy. It'd they be crazy. should do that. Amazing. I'm telling you, I would be the first one in line. I, brother, I love Wanda. I uh, that was the only time I sent. Uh, I wrote a, a fan letter. Was the James <laughs> no, you did not. You wrote. <laughs> I, I love it. Up, no, I you're not. Right. I said, man, this, I'm like, la- I would re- look at it <laughs> over and over and over again, still laughing. <laughs> And I wrote him a fan letter. That's the only time I ever wrote a fan letter was to Jamie Foxx because Wanda was so out wow. of the box wow. for me. What, did, what was the response back? And I never heard there from him. Oh. Uh, oh. Jamie, said, Jamie. He, he said he didn't get it, though. But, and, I thought, and, he's, and he's a big fan of the show, Jamie. But he said it, he, but I wanted him to know. That's how, I mean, I think, man, you, that character. And, and Shanae together? Oh, my God. Oh, I mean, oh the world might blow up, though, oh. actually. I just think that. 
I think it's genius. Ooh. We're putting it out there. We're putting it out, putting it out there. And then you'll oh go star God. in the movie, yes. too. Yes. yes. So yes. we're putting it yes. all out yes. there. Yes, yes. That's you should it. be their pimp. <laughs> yes, I agree. Oh, right I agree. Wait, I love it, too. Y'all be quiet now. You're writing the whole movie. We're going to hold on. Yeah, let's be quiet. We're talking about that. Oh, yeah, wait, That's off-camera conversation. <laughs> okay, so wait, so let's get oh. back. so let's get back, and now I'm all excited about this movie thing. So you you, you were in Spike Lee's Malcolm X, yes. and you played Sydney alongside Denzel Washington. Yes, yes. Um, how did that part come to you? How how did you get involved with the movie? Woo, that was a tough one too. Uh, they didn't want me, and 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 in fairness to them, they knew me as a comedian, uh, actor, comedic actor. And um, they didn't know about the Broadway stuff that I played, you know, really serious roles. I never did any comedy on Broadway. And uh, so I had a friend pretend to be uh, my manager. And uh, two weeks, the agent couldn't get nowhere with him, you know. So my friend, he pretended to be the manager and demanded that they at least give me five minutes of their time because... Uh, Ernest Thomas is a TV icon, and the black America would be upset that they knew that a black cast. You know, they, so he made it. He made it. You at least owe him five minutes. You don't have to hire him, but give him five minutes of your. So I got five minutes of their time, okay. and uh, I came as the character, though. I came dressed as Sydney X. Mm. You know, I mean, I was sharp, man. The shoes were sharp, shiny, and and I remember being on the train, and I thought I had something because I'm on my on my way there, and um, there was a white guy drinking. He was a little drunk, and he had the because in New York you can drink with the brown paper bag. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And so he's looking at me, and I'm being all serious. I'm not smiling at all. I'm trying to get really in character. So he says. Hey, I love Farrakhan. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew then I went, oh, I might have a shot here, you know? Yeah. And so Denzel, man, Denzel, Spike Lee, um, I really thank Spike. Yeah, still, man, he yeah. did, you know, because he had so many of the other friends of his that had worked with him before that he could have given that to. Yeah. So, uh, for him to choose me, you know, I was very honored, and and Denzel was so generous, you know, yeah. uh, and uh, kind, and he really loves his family, man. He talked about his family and his wife and and, and the children and how important his wife was, and and that, that was a motivational thing just to know that he was gonna quit. You know, at one time, uh, he had six months. He had been tra- trying to get something. Uh, he didn't have any auditions, so. He was going to quit. And she said, no, 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 you're not going to quit. I saw you. You have it. Wow. So I'll work. I'll pay the bills. And the rest is history. Yes. Because sometimes you need someone to believe in you more than you believe in yourself. That's true. That really, yeah. Especially in Hollywood. Yes. Especially (laughs) in Hollywood. Woo. No, because my parents are getting tired. (laughs) (laughs) And and (laughs) I just couldn't listen to his laugh all day long. Uh, It was quiet. The opportunity (laughs) was there. Sorry. (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry, Connie. Yeah. <laughs> so now working on the film, we hear a lot about Spike Lee. He's actually in the news right now because there's a little bit of a back and forth with him and the oh. actor Anthony uh, Mackie about some comments oh. that about gentrification, gentrification in, New in New York and some oh. comments that they both have made back and forth. Oh. But what is he like as a director? Because he's I I just always got the impression that maybe he was like a real tough director on his actors, you know, um, because he is outspoken. And he is tough. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's tough. He's tough. But but at the same time, he makes you want to give your best at the same time. You yeah. know, he does believe in that he chose you for a reason, you know. But he wants you to take care of business. And uh, uh, so we we got along fine, but I know he, you know, he got a little, he got real pissed off at me uh, uh, because we were at, uh, I think we were shooting at, when we did the scene at the university. And uh, so people were on the, you know, on the street seeing me, Raj, and, they and everywhere we went, that was uh, that I always had like a fan base, you know, and um, so I started signing autographs, and he went, "What the, <laughs> you know, you know that, hey, you know this is a fool," and I went, "Oh, I'm so sorry, you know," uh, but actually I did it on purpose because I felt intimidated by the whole process. Yeah, uh-huh. so I wanted to show my value. Yeah. That the, I had the fan base, so I deliberately did that. Like, oh, okay, oh, I love you, okay. Oh, oh. And, and you showed the sad face. Yeah, yeah. And you showed the you puppy face. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. It works. It, it works, brother. It works. Oh my god. And oh. I was going to say, like just have... at the time, because I, I, Malcolm X is actually very vivid for me, the movie, because it sort of came out when I was yeah. old enough to kind of know really what was going oh. on, but we had only been really taught about Martin Luther King, so yes. we didn't really have a visual image of what Malcolm X's process and journey was like. Yes. Were you guys aware, sort of, while you were shooting, in terms of the subject matter, and, like, how was that for you, sort of, dealing with this iconic image of American culture Ooh. that has been quite a bit demonized, yeah. yes. but that wasn't really the story. Yes, that that was interesting. It was a learning process, you know, uh, because I had, you know, I loved Dr. King probably more mm-hmm. uh, than I did Malcolm X, you know, but doing Malcolm X, I, I learned, because Denzel had a guy that was a historian, too, and then I did my own research and re- read the book and talked to people who knew Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. So now I actually talked to people who actually knew him personally, and I gained a res- you know a lot of respect for him. But it's a tricky thing because there is because the people one guy who admitted that he was part of that he he admitted that he he had him had him killed. You know yeah. that's what God, we I remember that so well. <laughs> you know we were on the set and. Who asking the guy and he he's he answered us and uh, uh, one of the guys said, "Did the Muslims kill Malcolm?" I remember that. And Denzel was sitting like Denzel was like, "Here, I'm sitting here." Because Spike said, "Here's a guy that knows everything about Malcolm X. Ask him anything." And so when he and he said, "Did you did the Muslims kill Malcolm?" So he says, uh, "He belongs to us." And we belong to him. Mm. We can do with him what we want. Mm. And it just got quiet. I remember that, just like that. And then later, the same guy, because he started really like he he loved what's happening, and he wanted me to write his book, you know. Um, and he was saying to me, so he knew that affected me. He says, just so you know, Malcolm told us anyone who talked about the Lamb of God. Mm. 
So we're taught he made that bed. And I never thought about that. Yeah. And even talking to brothers who love Malcolm, who are Orthodox Muslims today, they said the same thing, that had they been given the order, they would have done. They would have killed him as well. Because Malcolm said, anybody who talks about the Lamb of God, which is what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was called, take it off. Wow. So now I'm like, oh, well that, that's, that's why. They were so blind to it. Because he, being the leader, the guy they looked up to, and remember in that documentary, if you remember, he says to the, in, in the, when he was interviewed, why am I, why are you still silenced? And um, he says, well, I taught them. You know, I'm a dead man because I taught them. And that's the one thing Spike didn't put in the film that I thought this should have been in there. Because then, because it looks like, oh, they just killed him. Yeah. But really, he says, if there's footage where you hear Malcolm says, I taught them, I'm a dead man. Because mm. mm. he would have been, he would have done, done it. it. Mm. And so I learned that. I never, so I never had that, never thought about that part of it, having any type of understanding of the actual killers. Not that I still thought the crime outweighed the, you know, the punishment outweighed the crime. So that was a learning uh, process. And then I met Malcolm's daughters uh, as well, you know, uh, his daughters. But, um, but yeah, it affected, I remember Denzel and I doing one scene and it was overwhelming. We couldn't even speak. That scene in the kitchen where I'm saying, you're my father, because uh, they had the old Jet magazines back in the day was in the house in Queens, and it you just it had all the things on the wall, everything at that period, and you felt you was in a time warp. You could feel that whole presence of that time, mm-hmm. and it was overwhelming. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was speechless. You know, and 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 today a lot of people love that. Thank God, I get a lot of response about Malcolm X uh, because I really felt. I mean, it was it was really an out of body experience. For and in that same year, he was up for an Oscar and a Golden Globe, and he didn't win either he one. He should have. I really think, and that's not being knocking the other people. I really think Denzel did it. I'm telling you, if you've been at that screening at the premiere, every if, there, if a bomb had dropped on that theater, all the major stars and producers would be dead mm. and directors. They were all there, you know, from Spielberg to, to, uh, to uh, 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 I mean, uh, Oh God! You name them; they were they were there at that, and and, and the musicians as well. Yeah. To the point that uh, Spike's assistant said they had to turn down big name stars. <laughs> they didn't have enough they room, have enough for, room all the for everybody. <clears throat> yeah. And everybody's giving Denzel the standing ovation, yeah. like everybody. And it was in the paper the next day, a shoe in. Is no one's gonna get this? But but you know. Well, we know he eventually did win an he Oscar. He did win, yes. And then we just came off the Oscars as well, yes. and uh, a successful win for Lapita. Yes! Yes, oh, for 12 so, Years a Slave. Oh, my God. And we there is a little bit of controversy behind her winning right now because of the fact that she was she won this award by playing a slave. And, <sighs> and, you know, what are your thoughts on people having criticism about that particular subject? I, I think people should just get over that, man. <laughs> but my God, man, that's that was offered. That was yeah. what was offered to her. And I this is something that it pisses me off on on because with all again, we spend a trillion yeah. as a people, you know. Stop asking white America 
uh, to oh you you didn't write the you know you didn't write like uh, give us an exact or CEO a woman being a CEO why you give us you write it you know we have enough money we have enough power you know and you got to give it to the Jewish folks the Mormons you know Mormons take care of their own. They don't have no welfare. Yeah. You know, they came from their, their the founder being shot to death. I and mean, he was killed at 30-some years old. People thought that was the end of it. But, you know, nothing like an idea whose time has come. They came together, pulled their monies together. They have the rich. They have, the, they have banks of their own. They ha- there's no welfare. They, they can do their own movies among themselves. They support their people. They support their culture. So do the, the, the Italians. Uh, black people got to get out of that thing with all that you have because God has given you that. We have, we dominate tennis, we dominate golf, but not the most copied culture in the world, business-wise to over a trillion dollars. Pull the monies together <laughs> and stop the, oh, oh, they didn't give us, you know. We have too much power for that, yeah. and God don't like that. We have enough power to do our own, and we would hire, and we should hire whites and Latinos. Don't be like them. Hire everybody. Don't put them in roles that are stereotypical. Yeah. You know, get, you know, be be the example. You know, and that's what I'm praying that we stop begging and become who we really. We got the power today to be. Yeah. Jesus. I, know, I, was like, I felt like I just went to church. I was like, "Is this Sunday?" I'm like, "I got my bow tie on. Is this Sunday?" Because I'm like, I just feel like I just had. You said because the white man in the room can't. Like, we can go to brunch now. <laughs> you already got your bow tie. I already got my bow tie. Oh. <laughs> well, after Malcolm X, you went on to get some more, a lot of roles uh, on television, including In the Heat of the Night, The Parenthood, Steve Harvey Show. Uh, you work with some really dynamic people in yeah. the industry, in- including Steve Harvey. Yeah. What was it like to work with him? Any good stories about him that, you know, we see this oh. charismatic, crazy, funny guy on TV today. He what is, was he like when you worked with him? I've never seen someone who just. Just to hear them do normal conversation is funny. funny. <laughs> just the way that the tone, you know, he can say, go and get a cup of coffee. It just sounds funny, you know, to me. And uh, he would just tell stories about his childhood that he, he, doesn't, he, he doesn't even say that in his comedy act. He's just telling me things. I'm like, I'm, I'm just busting a gut. He's, he's just so naturally funny. And Cedric, of course, Cedric yeah. the Entertainer was on the show as well, but... Uh, oh my God, I love Steve Harvey. Yeah. Would you have guessed that he'd be a talk show host today? No, I wouldn't. Have, uh, <laughs> no, 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 I mean, yes, yes, of course, no. of course. <laughs> no, I think about you know Saturday Night Live when they do the the, the guy imitates him and he has a mispronouncement. <laughs> oh, he has a mispronounce. <laughs> Oh, but uh, no, but I didn't see it. But I think he, you know, again, he's a natural and yeah. he's born again. He said he's changed. He's trying to really be more conscious of, you know, you know, morality and good things and giving back. And I think it's a different Steve Harvey now. Yeah. yeah. And throughout your career, as you have done, you know, obviously theater, you've done movies, you've done television, you've worked with a, a, a Rolodex of different people. Yeah. Who's challenged you the most throughout your career? Like, was there a director? Was there an actor? Was there someone who you just... Oh, man. Um, who really took you to that place where you felt that you were at the top of your game? You know what? I, I would have to say, you haven't even met him, uh, Mikhail Shannon Jenkins. He's one of my... Prote- he was my former protege who wrote Anonymous. 
He star he wrote it, directed it, stars in it. His son is the is in the play Raising in the Sun with Denzel right wow. now on Broadway. Oh really? Uh, but he cha- and he would I mean I would be cursing him out at home because like he would send me these pages. I'm like, why is he sending me this stuff, man? <laughs> I mean the night before. Oh, Ernie, I know you can memorize it. Yeah, so we got to do this and the, but you got it. You can handle it. And then he would just, I'll be there. He went, uh, I want to do something else. There's a, th- a Bible verse, and I want you to put that with this scene. And so in the moment, I, he challenged, I mean, that one day I had to do this, and I am pissed. But then he believes that I can do it, you know? And I memorize. He tells me what it is, the Bible verse, and I do it, you know? So, yeah, definitely, I would say he... Uh, more than anyone, uh, definitely when I did Spike, when you know Spike Lee, Spike Lee, yeah, yeah, definitely, no doubt about that. But Mikhail Shannon, Shannon Jenkins, you're gonna hear a lot from him. Yeah. What's something that you would like to see on television that isn't on television right now? Oh man. I, I gotta get this pimp thing out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> and we can't talk about the, our movie idea. Well. Yes. <laughs> Keep that silent. Okay, let me put it this way. Is there a story that you, you, you feel hasn't been told yet that you would like to see? Yeah, I'd like to see a story, and this is not knocking any race, but because we uh, black people have such a variety, we look Asian, we look Latino, yeah. I would like to see an entire film Everyone has the uh, or of black heritage, but they look like totally white with the blonde hair and blue eyes, mm-hmm. and one look totally Asian, one look totally Latino. You know, uh, just I, I would love to see just to show the richness mm. of the culture of yeah. the culture. Yeah, I would love to see that. Yeah. I think that should That's be your next cool, project. That's a cool yeah. thought. Yeah. No more details. Oh, no more like, details. Oh, right. We're going to have our meeting two, after the show. Two great ideas that <laughs> come right. out of this today. <laughs> so we're going to wrap up. So, yeah. This. And uh, thank you for watching Black Hollywood. <laughs> so you also cast on Everybody Hates Chris in 2000 as Mr. Omar, who is one of my favorite oh, characters on the show. Thank you. What was your favorite part about playing that particular character? And how was that different from what you had kind of done before with Raj and just other guest appearances on shows? Tragic. Tragic. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, Mr. Omar is so irreverent. <laughs> he is so unlike Raj that I, I just ate it up. And the fact that they wrote it for, with me, you know, yeah. for they for me that this is for you. You don't have to audition. This is your, this is your role. Then of course I got scared. Like, what if I can't do it? I don't know if I can do it, God. What? I'm too young. Too you know, all that, but no, but just not really. You know, you you they, they're saying this is you don't want to mess it up. Chris Rock is saying, I Ali Leroy and Chris Rock. We believe you got this. You know, so you that day one, you going in there, you got to deliver. You know, <laughs> and then I, but I, 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 it, it came to me that 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 guy, uh, he is that I've met preachers. And pimps, <laughs> and an uncle who was like that, uh, this sort of disgruntled and say whatever's on his mind. But and uh, he was definitely a ladies' man. My, my <laughs> uncle, I mean, he loved his wife, but boy, he loved everybody, everybody else's <laughs> wife too. <laughs> everybody else's wife. It's so I, I saw so I, I just man, I just <laughs> fell in love with the character. And then when I could feel. The, the 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 cast, you know, the thing is, there's no laugh track, uh, track so uh, there's no audience, yeah. And so I don't know, 
Mm-hmm. I got to yeah. take their word. And so first I'm tripping because you're doing it. And and then later they laugh, you know. Uh, sometimes they'll break, li- they'll do laugh, they'll laugh, and then they say we have to take it over. And so Terry Crews told me, look, man, just know, man, we love you, man. You, we, this is the show. We don't have this. You, you, if you're not funny, they'll they'll tell you. Yeah. So you're doing it, okay? And I had no idea that Mr. Omar would take off with the young kids, and it would be an international yeah. favorite. You yeah. Know? <laughs> I mean, it's more popular overseas in Europe Huge. than it is even here. Yeah. Had no idea, you know. So that's a whole nother generation. Yeah. And then you've moved on to complete other projects and yeah. films such as Anonymous, uh, yes. True Indigo with yes. Keith David, yes. Foreclosed, yes. Uh, 79, 79 Parts. Yes. Oh. What can you tell us about those projects and, and working on those? Uh, I love because Paul Savino was in Foreclosed. He had done Goodfellas. I was such a fan of I Goodfellas. Oh, yeah. man. It's, and just talking to him and and him loving my work, you know. And then Marley Matlin, who won the Oscar uh, and Children of a Lesser God. So, and yep. I remember after I did my scene, and and she just grabbed me. Man, she just gave me like a, a, a like a death hug, you know? And said, great. You know, and I just felt, you know, that was that was a great. Just to know that people that I admired, you know. Uh, and then uh, 79, I never, I didn't meet Eric Roberts on the set. I didn't have any scenes with him. Keith David, I did. Well, Keith David is amazing. He's phenomenal. Actor. Oh, yeah. my God. Forget He's doing Paul Robeson, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But uh, I just admire him so much. So I was really honored um, uh, to meet him. And uh, I don't, I don't want to forget, don't want to forget that they're doing a, a TV one that's doing the uh, an hour oh, documentary on what's happening. Because I know my publicist is probably yes. listening. Like, don't forget the, uh, Wednesday, October. I mean, March twelfth. March twelfth. Yeah, March twelfth. Well, uh, TV one. Yeah, TV one. They're doing that a whole hour uh, on that. But but I'm a, but these new roles where I'm playing the villain, you know, uh, and I, I like this whole new, you know, thing. And I, and I would love, I really look forward to, and, and this, you know, I'm not knocking anyone. I look forward to the Emmy and the Tony and the Oscar and Golden Globe, you know, and, uh, uh, and, and really also developing new talent, you know. Mm-hmm. I really want to win the lotto. Like a three hundred million dollar thing, yeah, and then and finance young filmmakers yeah. and and the, whoever giving back. Yeah, I yeah. would I would love that. You know I me, mean? and and I can stay in the background. You know I me, mean? I would love. I get off on seeing talent and seeing people's dreams come true. Yeah, yeah. I would love to fund their dreams. Yeah, and you know while working on TV, you also continue to do theater. Yeah. Uh, What's kind of one of the biggest difference from doing theater in the 70s to doing theater today? Oh, my God. Well, one thing, black folks don't <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Jesus, shut up. Are you talking I'm about the audience, a, the audience? The audience. <laughs> I'm doing a play. That You're not it. on stage. They did not hire you, okay? These are not your lines. You're adding, you add, you improvising on something you're not even involved with. <laughs> What the hell are you talking about? Hey, Raj, I'm doing a scene. I mean, I, when I first, and I, and I didn't know about that because doing Broadway, everybody's quiet. Yeah. So I did a play with Kirk Franklin. It was a gospel play. And we oh, done the play with him. They went, hey, Raj. Well, he looked just like he did. Don't he do? Yeah, he sure do. He looked just like and he did. And they start clapping. They start clapping. <laughs> They'll do the laugh while you while you on that. I mean, it's it's just uh, then Kirk Franklin didn't help. So then Kirk starts like he'll be doing the scene. All of a sudden, 
Y'all remember in Malcolm X when he did Men- Hey, Brother Minister. In the middle of the plane. In the middle of the plane. In the middle of the plane. Black folks. In the middle of the plane, brother. <laughs> you know, so I had to get used to that, you know. And we did one. Uh, uh, I did one with Brandy Burks. Uh, oh, men, boy. Uh, uh, men Cry 2. Oh. And uh, at the uh, uh, Men Cry 2 and My Brother's Keeper, Don B. Walsh. And I just did those, like, I think like last year. And again, I had to get, I had to adjust to it, man. <laughs> Especially, they never heard me curse. So, Don B. Walt, he hired me for something. He said, he didn't want, he didn't, everyone said, no, get Ernie. He said, no, 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 he's not right for this. And he saw that scene on YouTube and hired. The audience went nuts, man. Wow. So not only are they talking, they know when they're talking, but they hear Rod's cursing. Man, it was like, but I love to hang a lot. And Martin was there. Martin Lawrence was there. Oh, he was up. real crying. Hey, oh, Martin. Shanene. Shanene. Wanda, Shanene. Wanda, Shanene. Laquita. 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 Laquita was there. Kilo. Love. Kilo. Love. Low, low, low. low. <laughs> low. Now, outside of theater and all of your other projects, you also wrote a book, Conversations with My Mother. Yes, and tell yes. us about the book. Yeah, the Conversations with My Mother, my mother is uh, uh, giving honor to my mother, who's 83 years old uh, now. And uh, she's a good church lady, believing God and Christ, that she believed what the Bible says it is, and her prayers are strong. <laughs> I mean, there were three people that they had. One, they give the, the priest to give the last rites on one of my friends, and another friend had an enlarged heart, fell, uh, fell, uh, fainted on the, uh, the basketball court. Uh, another friend had uh, Legionnaire's disease and pneumonia, uh, and the doctors are saying that was it. Mom is in her corner. She she doesn't watch my show, by the way. Mom don't watch TV. She's not in the movie. She don't mean any harm. She's just about, not her thing. Just not her thing. Yeah. Jesus, God, I mean, that's it. Uh, so uh, just to, because of that faith and seeing her always be so consistent, which I don't get it. Like, how can she be happy without TV? <laughs> I mean, I know you got God and Jesus, but I need a little movie and some TV shows. She don't, none of that means They have religious just, documentaries. Yeah, right, hello. They do, right. And she, even that. Passion of the That cast. don't mean nothing. That, <laughs> no. I'll watch it. Well, not watch it. So, just I had to give her her due, you know, because she is the real deal. She's the real deal. Oh now she get on my last black nerve now, <laughs> brother. I mean, last black nerve. And uh, but she survived. She almost died recently, and and uh, they said it was over six months ago. Again, she's out of it with the trachea down her throat. And we did the whole prayer thing because that's how I was taught. Yeah, we did had the prayer circle going. Had all my friends, all the different states had TBN on twenty four seven in the room. Doctor saying, Mister Thomas, we don't expect any good news. I said, I believe in the supernatural power of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I saw that as a child. I expect it again. I mean, but I do right. respect you, doctors. God, I don't want to knock the doctors, mm-hmm. but I want to have not. There's a higher authority. Yeah, and they were shocked when Mom walked out of there. Wow. So I had to give her that, and and so yeah, man, she's just an amazing. It's a single mom. I never met my father. You know, if y'all see the, I mean, y'all see him. Oops, I'm gonna <laughs> see the N word. <laughs> if y'all see the N word. <laughs> I just, 
I just uh, tell him he a... got a son, okay, <laughs> that is famous. But anyway, but mom did. Oh and... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Can you be our fourth host, please? Can you come back every week, okay. every week, every week. I need you back I every love week. It. I love it. I need it. you back every week. How, how challenging was it for you to write a book? Opposed to like your screenplays that you normally have put together. It was hard because mom don't want to tell the truth, man. It's like certain things like there's a why I never met my father. You know, why she kept him from me all these years. And now she tells me, you know what? You should go find your father. I'm like, now that I'm older than Methuselah, okay, I look like everybody's age now. It's no longer, oh, you look so young. It's like I look like everybody's age. Now you want to tell me, go find your father. And and I can say, so, Mom, I don't understand what. So I just realized she's going to go to her grave with certain things that Mm. I will just never know. Yeah. You know, so it was pulling teeth. But then she did get real about her 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 failings, her flaws. You know, things she did. You know, yeah. wrong and and you know because she was underage. I mean, she was four, 16 when she had my sister, wow. uh, eighteen when she had me. You know, so she was a little hot. She, <laughs> was, she had a little, her tail was too hot. You know, a hot southern tail. You know, I mean, you need to sit your That's why she's sitting in a corner right. doing all that praying. That's why she's on that prayer right That's now. You making amends. Good Lord. You said good Lord. I mean, 16. Oh. You know, so. so. Too bad MTV wasn't but, around know, back then. But, 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 to her defense, you said she's a southern lady, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, in the south, they had kids they younger. Did, they did. They did. I'm trying to defend mama. I'm defending mama right now. Mama, you are right with me. You are right with me, mama. You were oh, hot. I got you, mama. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay, so what keeps you so humble? Because it amazes me throughout this entire yeah. interview we've talked to you. You've told us about the high moments, the low moments, and the kind of through line with it is every time you got such an amazing moment, you not that you didn't believe in yourself, but yeah. you doubted yourself. Yeah. And you know, yeah. where do you keep? Where does that come from? It's actually, I think, is an amazing quality amazing. for you to have Thank such you. success and Thank to still you. to this day look at yeah. someone who you know looked up to you yeah. and be like, "Wait, Surprise. do you yeah. like me? Do you think yeah. this was good? Like, yeah. where does that come yeah. from?" Yeah, you know, it it, it really comes from. I, I have to give the the church again, you know, and from the time I was, I knew anything about the world. My grandmother was into the church. She took me as a little boy. That's all I knew was to follow them, and they were my images, you know, my role models. Yeah. Uh, my my and next door neighbor, Mr. Price. It really was the uh, the, the the community did raise the child, you know. Uh, and Sunday, everybody was dressed going to church. That was the holiday. Yeah. I mean, you got right. up, you mm-hmm. dressed in your Sunday best. Everybody, it was, that was just a no-brainer. Everybody just went to church, you know. I mean, you barely seldom heard any cursing. You know, it's always one guy, you might be a drinker, but that was a rare thing. But just in my household, uh, seeing my mother at Christian Valley Baptist Church and get shouting, start shouting, she's crying, thanking God and thanking Jesus. And I'm scared because, you know, is she's like, why is she, she so emotional, you know? Is he going to come here? Yeah, is, she, right? is she flailing her arms on her face, you know? And she had the big old fat, she had the big fat booty arms, you know? The booty arms. <laughs> 
that is the word choice of the <laughs> and day. Like I love her, but I don't like the booty oh, arms in my face. My oh, but but that was my foundation. Oh man, <laughs> that was my foundation in going to church. <laughs> Elder Chandler and the missionaries and <laughs> the teachers, you know, and uh, and I just never forgot that that's where I came from. Yeah, and I know that any minute, and Ali said that too. Because I, I said, oh, I just love you so much. He said, look, I'm, he, I'm just another N-word. That's what he said, trying to get bigger. You know the rhyme. Yeah. So uh, he, did, he let me know that any moment I can make a wrong decision mm. and it could change. So you got to remember that, no, you are no better, you know, that you go to the restroom like everybody else. Yeah, God blessed you, but you got to, again, keep humble about it. Because yeah. the minute you start worshiping yourself, you know, and I do. I, every day I'm crying out for some, praying for someone. Even now we know somewhere in the world, in the world, some woman is being killed. And women are killed every day, abused every day. Every, so I'm always praying for that woman who's been that no one knows. And hopefully, you know, she, someone will hear her cry. A child that's being abused, sex trafficking that is going on. Uh, people who are on drugs who are in such despair and praying, hoping for an answer, a way out, and don't know how to quit. So that I think about that was me I, when I when I saw Whitney Houston being caught uh, when she was found in a hotel and and uh, and then uh, recently with Philip Seymour Hoffman yeah. with all the wealth a ten thousand dollar month apartment mm. Oscar three healthy children yeah. it wasn't enough yeah. all the famous mm. actors loving him all the uh, De Niro all of them that you're the one still he got away from them take the, the heroin to kill him. You know, not intending, but you really are, you know. So I, I, t- I just know that if I don't, any moment, you know, in, uh, uh, there's uh, Napoleon Hill in the book uh, Think and Grow Rich. He says negative thoughts are like birds that fly above our heads. So it comes out of nowhere. I mean, just crazy thoughts to do something really insane. And that's why you have to stay grounded in the spirit because yeah. If one of them drop, if 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 one of them stick, you know, you that's why you see people out of nowhere. Oh, they were such a good person, and he shot up the whole because those negative they out it's out there even without drugs. <laughs> yeah, you mm-hmm. know. So I know that if I don't put, and I don't, I have friends who are atheists too, who are good people. I'm just saying, for me, it has always been putting God in Christ first, you know. But I have friends who are, hey, I I, I argue with anyone. They are atheists, but they are just as godly. Yeah. They are good people. Mm-hmm. But for me, putting God in Christ first has really, man, I know, you know, I would be gone. Yeah. I mean, I was among the drug dealers with the guns and all that. Right there as they're selling it like an idiot. Any moment now, the police could come in. Yeah. Any moment. My stu- I'm so dumb. You know, I'm there working the whole what's happening thing. And one female drug dealer really loved me, so I come in a tight jeans, you know. <laughs> and I have a little junk showing. You know? <laughs> <You're> <laughs> a little junk. Well, a lot of junk. Let me let, let me let me qualify that. Oh, hell oh, now, let's, hey, recognize, yes. This is, this is real. That's real. That's, that's, that's work. Real. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, that's some things, hey, I don't know about baseball and basketball, but not hot. Yes. Okay, so... I will come. I will come in my little skinny jeans, man. Like the red Brother, she would give me some of the best coke, 
and her husband, because he he was a, he had the shotgun, and he's making other package in the back. And I always went on, went there when the what's happening was on twice a day, so I knew it was surreal to it was her. Surreal, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So she got that, and I'm like, that, you know, I'm got like, yeah, you know. Wow. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know that scene was yeah, real just, tough for me right there. Yeah, that was, but I, I am. I, 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 hey, you know, you do what you gotta do. You do what See, you gotta do. See, now we need the book <laughs> of all the behind the scenes. I'm doing that. Things For Roger Richards is coming. I'm writing it right now. Roger, Roger, Roger Richards. Richards. Yeah. Where, where can we expect? Oh, you're writing it right now. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, still. it's really. I just keep overthinking it. It's really done. And the hip hop brothers wanted to call it something else. That nigga Raj, and I don't. <laughs> they do. I like Raj the Richards. I, 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 I like said, no, I can't do it. I mean, they're like, no, man, you gotta go hard. You know, that's what I'm gonna do from Raj to Richards. Thing, Raj, I, like that. Right. I like, I like that. that. I like that. I want met, a movie. I know. I, I want to see a Listen, movie of your life. I, I do too. I do too. Please. The and thing that, is, no one could, who would fit in that character role. I don't even know. But since you've had such a beautiful, long career, what one word would you use to define your career? I mean, I know you, you, you've gotten oh. spirituality and just yes, your belief yes. in God. And prayer, but yeah. what one word would you use to define your career? Oh man, um, su- uh, surprising! Well, you know what? I had to say supernatural. Supernatural. Mm-hmm. I really I like that. Supernatural. Yeah. I like that. Because it's just no way, man. I'm telling. You, I was I was trying to be a social worker. Got a degree in sociology, psychology. I did a year in my in my grad in grad school. Then dropped everything. Had a had a job making good money at an all white steel mill. Dropped that and went back to went to acting school, working for just doing nine to five, just so I can go to class. You know what yeah. I mean? And feeling alone because everyone thought I was crazy. You yeah. know. Uh, and, and I tell children, God can put something in you, and it might feel like your mother, because mom wasn't for it. The church was definitely not for it, because we were Church of God in Christ, so that was a sin. And so I was me against the world. And I said, you know, the, 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 we have such great things in us, but we get scared. But it's God calling you. It's a divine call. And it will, find, it will help you. God will guide you. But it's going to look like all this gray, I have no darkness, but you will see the light. God is going to give you everything you need, everything you need, you know, to get there. You know, they say once you make up your mind that the, the, the universe conspires to help you, mm-hmm. and it is true. But you, but it's scary, though. Yeah. Because when, when I, I'm going to be an actor, I'm going to be on TV, I mean, no one Exposed. was for that. Yeah. No one was for that but one friend. I had one friend out of all my fraternity brothers, all my cousins, mom, my grandmother believed it, but she died before that. But remember, so I'm up, I'm coming here without uh, on a wing and a prayer, with no agent, uh, nowhere to stay. It made no sense in the world, in the world at all. But I I knew that, okay, God, you are the God of impossible. You are, you know. So this is a. God, you gonna? I don't know why you pushing me this way. I feel so alone, but I'm gonna go with it, you know. So I had to deal with people saying I'm crazy and all that, and still later they watch this, they turn it on channel some ABC and they see the, and then you get in the calls from all over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the power. Rods and that's what, yeah, the, right. Rods to riches. <laughs> well, we are glad that you are here with us today. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank I mean, you. Honor. you guys are good, but you guys <laughs> are great. 
You no, guys I, should be on like the view, have like the show, like the view. Like when you put movie. it out there, pray I'm for us, pray for us. I am not lying. Right, I'm gonna write some views on here, and I'm gonna steal that right now. Y'all yes. steal that right now. Absolutely. Where can all your fans find you on social media? What, what oh, www.ernestlthomas.com. Uh, uh, so there's so many Ernest Thomases. There now. is a lot of Ernest Thomases. So Ernest L. Thomas and the Facebook, Ernest L. Thomas, Twitter, Ernest L. Thomas. Yeah. And also March 12th, TV One. TV One, tune in. What's, What's happening is yes, special. Yes. I'll be watching that. Yes. TV One, March 12th. I'm going to yes. say it twice. Yes, yeah. Courtney, where can your fans find you? Oh, Lord. Twitter and Instagram at Stuart Jesse. At DJ Jesse J. And you can find me at Daryl Christian on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Once again, thank you, Ernest. <laughs> thank it's been you. an absolute pleasure, pleasure to have you today. You, I, I feel like I don't want you to leave, to be honest with you. I don't want to go. If they were a king of the the studio. I would say, let's just keep okay, talking. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Thank you, man. Well, thank you. Thank From producers Maria Menunos, Dario Christian, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook. Tweet us or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host owner and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.